slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everyone, welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Plenty to talk about on today's show, and I'm so glad you could join us for it. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Got to talk about this, the NHL firing a referee after getting caught on a hot mic. We'll discuss this, and you know, it's one of those things we all thought we knew about the National Hockey League, and now uh, this sort of confirms it. We'll discuss that. We will preview tonight's game against the Boston Bruins as the Islanders return to action and face Boston, plus a look at the latest in, uh, information on Noah Dobson and on Uncle Leo, Leo Komarov, and what's happening with both of those players. We've also got our Islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more to come. If there's something Islanders related on your mind, you've got a question, a comment on something we've talked about, uh, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on the show, feel free to email us. The email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, like, uh, you know, Billy from Hop Hog, We're more than happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I do live tweet during almost every Islanders game as well, so if you want instant analysis... Uh, on what's happening during the game, uh, please follow, and I'm happy to uh, provide you with that and interact with anybody who wants to uh, chat during the Islanders game. So, uh, let's discuss all of what happened over the last uh, couple of days. NHL firing referee Tim Peel Wednesday after a hot mic caught him talking about uh, calling a questionable penalty against a team because he quote-unquote wanted to. And this was a game between the Predators and the Red Wings. Nashville ended up winning it two to nothing. And the hot mic ends up uh, picking up Peel saying, it wasn't much, but I wanted to get an effing penalty against Nashville early. And the NHL released within 24 hours Uh, a determination that Peel would no longer be working NHL games now or in the future. And look, NHL fans always question the referees. And look, Islander fans, you've heard it on this show and you've seen it on social media. 
The Islanders get fewer power play opportunities than almost any other team in hockey. It's been that way for a couple of years now, two, three years, and it's frustrating when you have a team and, and you're not getting the calls. And you, we, uh, we always have suspected, not just in hockey, but in all sports, that star players get star treatment from referees in basketball. How often is LeBron James going to get called for traveling or going to foul out of a game? In baseball, you know, the really talented pitcher always gets the benefit of the doubt on a borderline pitch. And in hockey, you know, we've always talked about, oh, that was a makeup call. Well, it, it seems like what Peel was saying was he was looking for a, a makeup call or or a call to set the tone, and it didn't have to be much. He was going to call something regardless of what it was. Now, look, at the end of the day, Peel, uh, you know, a lot of people who saw the call thought that there should have been embellishment. It was a dive. And, you know, Peel got caught saying the one thing you're not supposed to say, which is, yeah, I, I this was a makeup call or this was, you know, I was looking to make this call and I did, as opposed to I saw a definite infraction and then called it. And what the NHL said is nothing is more important than ensuring the integrity of of our game. Tim Peel's conduct is in direct contradiction to the adherence of the cornerstone principle that we demand of our officials and that our fans, players, coaches, and all those associated with our game expect and deserve. There is no justification for his comments, no matter the context or his intention, and the National Hockey League will take any and all steps necessary to protect the integrity of our game. Well, I mean, yeah, the NHL kind of had no choice but to let Peel go. And, you know, again, it just confirms more than anything what most hockey fans would have been willing to bet a lot of money that it happens all the time. And, you know, a lot of it is context. A lot of it is. Because Peel could have said, hey, this game is kind of getting out of hand. I'm going to call it close right now. Anything close, I'm calling the penalty because I want these two teams to, you know, be a little less physical, a little less hitting after the whistle. You know, I'm going to call it tight right now because I want to take control of this hockey game. That would have probably been a much more acceptable way to say the same thing. But after those comments are caught on a hot mic, the league really had no choice. And look, it is a very hard job to be a referee in the National Hockey League. NHL players are expected to skate hard for 30, 45 seconds, maybe a minute. NHL referees and linesmen are skating the full 60 minutes. They do not come off the ice for uh, a line change. And the action is faster than ever, and they've got to keep up with it. And it is not an easy job. There's pressure from the fans, pressure from the players, the coaches. Everyone is yelling at them. Nobody, nobody pays good money to watch the referees. I mean, they're important to the game. I'm not understating that. But I pay my money to be entertained by the players, and the referees are there to make sure that that can take place. But 
you make a comment like that and, uh, you know, there's no way that you can still have the confidence of the fans and of the coaches and the players because you're not supposed to be looking for stuff or calling something at the drop of a hat. You're supposed to be objectively watching the game and then making the call when you see an infraction take place. So, you know, the hot mic catches him. Uh, Wouldn't have had that happen if it wasn't for COVID. The arena would not be empty and you wouldn't hear that kind of a, a conversation going on. But at the end of the day, while I do feel a bit for Tim Peel, uh, his dismissal was necessary. Wondering what you think. It's a, a difficult situation, uh, but I think the league did what they had to do, and Peel really just confirmed what most hockey fans suspected all along. All right, we're going to come back and talk about Uncle Leo, the latest news on him, the latest news on Noah Dobson. We'll preview tonight's game against the Boston Bruins, and we have a very interesting Islanders birthday of the day today, Uh, a player going back to the early days of the team who was very, very pivotal in the team's early success. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Now, the football season may be over, but the NBA and NHL are in full swing. Major League Baseball just around the corner. And, of course, we've got March Madness going on right now, both the men and the women's brackets in full swing. Bet Online has you covered there, and they even cover things like awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You can get real-time updated odds on and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline also has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and guess what? It's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. So visit BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. We have been telling you about the Built Bar It's the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now, but Built Bar, it's the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. Yes, it's Built Bar Madness, and today's matchup is Mint Brownie against Coconut Puff, two very different flavors If you're a coconut lover, got to go with coconut puff, but mint brownie, wow. The mint adds a nice little taste, the nuttiness and the chocolatiness of the brownies. It's a tough call. I would give the slight edge to mint brownie on this one, but it really is up to you. Go to BuiltBar.com or to Built underscore Bar on Twitter to place your vote right now. Remember now, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar ever. Islander fans, you can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. couple of pieces of news. The Islanders had placed forward Leo Komarov on waivers, but 
Leo Komarov cleared waivers. And I don't think you can read all that much into it. Uh, Uncle Leo is a player the Islanders would love to deal. And that is not so much a reflection on Komarov as a player. He fills a role on this team when he's in the lineup, but he is without a doubt earning more money than the Islanders would like to be paying him under the present salary cap situation. This is not the first time the Islanders have placed him on waivers, and unless they're able to trade him or somebody actually claims him on waivers, it probably won't be the last time that he's on waivers. So at the end of the day, the uh, Islanders basically placing him on waivers, no takers, and we'll see uh, what ends up happening to the New York Islanders uh, because they really would love somebody to take Uncle Leo off their hands. It may not happen, but basically that is where it's at. And again, unless he's traded, I expect him to be placed on waivers every once in a while just to see if someone will take that contract. Meanwhile, uh, Noah Dobson, the Islanders defenseman now off the COVID protocol list, but uh, Barry Trotz indicated on Wednesday that Dobson will stay on Long Island uh, in order to ramp back up his activities. So, no Noah Dobson for at least the next three games for the New York Islanders. And again, that is not uh, the end of the world. They have gotten some pretty good play from Thomas Hickey and some pretty, you know, some some good and some not so good play from Sebastian Ajo when they filled in. Three more games until Hickey is uh, ready to go, hopefully. But, you know... I think it's wise for the New York Islanders not to rush uh, Noah Dobson back into the lineup. First of all, when you look at Ajo and you look at Hickey, what you're doing is showcasing these guys, especially Hickey, who, like Uncle Leo, is a player that the Islanders wouldn't mind being able to trade to another team in order to free up some more cap space going forward. And Hickey is a great story, and he's a capable defenseman. We've talked about it uh, on the show earlier this week. But if he plays well or continues to play well, let's say over the next three games, that benefits the Islanders because other teams could say, hey, look, Thomas Hickey, he could still play. He could help us out. And maybe you throw him into a trade uh, that helps the Islanders be able to take on another contract going forward. So that's another plus right there. And as far as Noah Dobson is concerned, I don't have to tell any of you how tricky COVID is, that some people get very, you know, insignificant symptoms and some people recover quickly and other people have more uh, debilitating symptoms and it takes them longer to get back to full strength. You keep a guy like Noah Dobson away from the team, let him get back his strength and his stamina after having to sit out for, you know, the last week or two. And basically that gives him time to recover. 
it keeps him from possibly giving uh, COVID to any of his teammates, and I think it just is the safest long-term move that Barry Trotz and Lou Lamorello can make, and you can still showcase Aho and, more importantly, Hickey uh, with the hope that another team would become interested. So, Dobson is finally off the COVID-19 protocol list, and we'll see where it goes from there, but we don't expect him back for at least three more games during this Islanders road trip. When we come back, we will have our Islanders birthday of the day involved in one of the more unusual trades in Islanders history. Plus, uh, we will preview tonight's game against the Bruins in Boston. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models it is now impossible to stock all the parts your car needs in a traditional chain storefront so why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counter person orders the parts on his or her computer choosing only the brands their warehouse happens to carry you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket RockAuto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. And they've got everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps and even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks and they'll deliver it directly to your door. Go to RockAuto.com right now. And see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com You can get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long Dynasty and DFS leagues, follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. So it's time for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and this one is one of the more unusual trades he was involved in in Islanders history. I want to wish a very happy 72nd birthday to former Islanders defenseman and occasionally winger Jean Potvin. Potvin was acquired by the Islanders late in the 1972-73 season from the Philadelphia Flyers. And why, you may ask? Well, everybody knew in 1973 that the first pick in the draft would be Dennis Potvin. And the Islanders had the worst record in the league late in the season. They wanted to make sure they would be able to sign Dennis Potvin. But you got to also remember back then there was the WHA competing, and they were going to make a run at Dennis Potvin, who was considered by far the number one prospect in that draft. So the Islanders acquired Jean Potvin, who played 10 games for the Islanders in that final season, uh, in that inaugural season of 72-73, and then became a regular the following season, stayed with the team till midway through the 77-78 season, uh, played for the Cleveland Barons and then Minnesota North Stars before being reacquired by the Islanders in 79-80, and he later became a, a broadcaster for the team 
working on radio for many years with Barry Landers. So uh, Jean Potvin been a part of this organization for many, many years and is a, a very friendly and talkative guy. And he played a role in one of the Islanders' biggest victories, their very first playoff win. We'll go back to April 8th, 1975. Islanders facing the New York Rangers at Madison Square Garden. Game one of a best-of-three playoff series. Chico Resch, the goalie for the Islanders. Eddie Jockerman in goal for the Rangers. This was the first playoff game the New York Islanders ever played. And realistically, nobody expected the Islanders to be able to play with the more experienced Rangers who were in the playoffs for the ninth straight time. And after a scoreless first period, the Rangers came out in the second and took control of the game. Brad Park scored at 8-11 from Jean Rattel, 1-0 Rangers. Then Pete Stemkowski, his first in the playoffs, from Nick Beverly and Brad Park with just 35 seconds left in the second period. Rangers are up 2-0, Islanders back on their heels, and very few people expected them to do much. But Billy Harris got the Islanders on the board five minutes into the third period. It was a power play goal, J.P. Parise, and Jew Druan drew the helpers, and Jean Potvin was playing forward in this game. Al Arbor moved him up to forward to take advantage of his speed. He got the game-tying goal at 11.51 of the third period. Billy McMillan and Burt Marshall with the helpers tied it at two, and then with six and a half minutes left, Clark Gillies gets the game winner from Ed Westfall and Dave Lewis. The Islanders win their very first ever playoff game beating the Rangers despite being outshot 31-25, to Chico Resch making 29 saves to earn the win, and the big game-tying, momentum-changing goal scored by Jean Potvin. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we wish Jean Potvin a very happy 72nd birthday and many, many happy more. Islanders taking on the Boston Bruins tonight in Boston, first of a three-game road trip for the Islanders, and the Bruins, again, one of those teams right now that is coming off a little bit of a COVID delay. They've had their last two games postponed, one against Buffalo, one against the Islanders that was supposed to take place on Tuesday, and they won their last two games before COVID kicked in 2-1 over the Penguins, 4-1 over the Sabres. You look at the standings right now, and it tells you all you need to know. The Islanders right now are 10 points ahead of the Bruins, but they also have, the Bruins have five games in hand. So a win tonight gives the Islanders a little breathing room over the Bruins. And uh, right now, so far, the Islanders have had the Bruins number Boston's penalty kill ranked number one in the NHL, 89.4% success rate. Their special teams are very good. Power play ninth in the league at 25%. And the Bruins' defense is the key. They have two really good goaltenders in Tuka Rask and Yaroslav Halak. Uh, and a great top line. The thing about the Bruins that they don't have as much of as they have in the past is depth along this offense. So 
Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, and David Pasternak, a very, very dangerous top line. David Krejci, Jake DeBrusque, and Oscar Steen is the second trio. Charlie Coyle centers the third line with the wingers of Nick Ritchie and Craig Smith, with Greg McKegg as the fourth line pivot. Trent Frederick and Carson Kuhlman are his wingers. On defense, Matt Greslick is one uh, of the top pairing with Charlie McAvoy. Jakob Zaboril and Connor Clifton are the second pairing, and Jake uh, Akin and Steve Kampfer are the third pairing. Goaltending-wise, you got Halak and Daniel uh, Vladar because right now they are without uh, Tuka Rask temporarily. Andre Casse also not available. Uh, Brandon Carlo, Jeremy, Jeremy Lausen, uh, Zachary uh, Seshnistin, uh Sean Curile, and Jared Tenorti. So a lot of players not available right now for the Bruins with the COVID protocol, and it remains to be seen how many of these players will be back and available for the Bruins in this game. Special teams going to be important. If the Islanders' power play can get something going, that would be a big bonus. Expect a pretty low-scoring game between these teams, and the Islanders are going to have to be on top of things defensively if they hope to possibly win this hockey game. So far, it's been pretty good for the Islanders. They've had success against the Bruins, and they need to try to continue that, and they would love to see uh, Matthew Barzal get back into the groove and break his nine-game goalless streak tonight, if at all possible. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Join us tomorrow. We'll have a full review of this game and an analysis of it. Plus, we'll preview this weekend's contest as well. All that and more coming tomorrow. Have a great day. Stay safe, everyone. And of course, let's go Islanders.